is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Sean Spencer, one half of that dynamic duo that is Let's Talk Football. And it's Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. Hump day! And if it's hump day, that means it's Washington Football Weekly. My guy, right here, right here. And normally the hottest place in America, South Carolina's finest, Will Kramer! What up, Will? Hey, man, now is the time where it's nice to be in South Carolina. Right. <laughs> we get 70-degree days right now. It's enjoyable. Now through, you know, March, it's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wednesday, man, I can't I can't sing this week because we didn't win, yeah. but it's always good to be back talking. We didn't lose. We didn't lose we didn't either. Lose. That's right. So, it's not a, you're not upset at the loss, but... At the same time, it is kind of. I, I told on Monday, I told Janae, I was like, eh, it's meh. Okay. I said, don't come for me. All right. We are out of the playoffs technically, but it's a, hey, it's not a loss. Right. Exactly. It's not a loss, though. It's not a loss. It's a feeling of there, there was no fin- finality to it. Yeah. It's where you're just like, ah, how, well, how am I supposed to feel? Right. Right. Yeah. And that was the biggest part trying to talk about it and be like, well, I mean, I always have negative things to say about a game. I always have positive things. But then the outcome, it's normally an outcome. And it's normally going towards the, but at the end of the day, we won. Or this is why we lost. Now right. it's just like, well, because <laughs> we, yeah, we had, like, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know what we're talking about, game 13 this past weekend, Washington tied New York 20 to 20. Incidentally, ironic, oh, crazy, crazy enough, 15 years ago, we had a similar game uh, where we tied the New York Giants, and it was the uh, infamous Gus Ferrat headbutt the uh, wall game. Yes. I, I was. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen. I, <sighs> I feel really not, bad. I feel really good. bad for Kat because the Vikings are going to lose their first playoff game. But of the, the Vikings exactly. are pretty, pretty good. I'm not, oh. I was almost going to swear. But I thought that would be inappropriate. Oh, so. my goodness gracious. And you guys had a tie. So it's like 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I really won that win. It was it was hard. I cheered. I know. You really wanted me can, can we, to be We're, we're live here, Catherine. I know, guys. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Wow. I had to get the charger. When your team is 10-2, you can just jump on anybody's show and say Whoa. whatever it is. Your team want. is not 10-2. Are, are, the Lions are not 10-2. Oh, 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 no, hey, her new team. You, she gave up on the Lions a while ago. No, I right. didn't. I like both. I just don't know who to cheer for. This They're in the same division. That's not yeah. – you can't do that. They're in the same ways. division. How do you How do you like them both? You know what? It's well, she also am. likes Michigan and Michigan State. No, I don't. Yeah, if Michigan's playing Ohio State, you like Michigan. I don't know. This was a hard year. Okay, like we, we have a show here. All We're right, alive. back to ladies the show. Gentlemen. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Look at this. Look at this. No, no. Cat is not in the show, Delilah. Delilah, <laughs> don't stir that pot. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, Anthony? Up, Anthony? <laughs> Look, the 2020 Barbara Walters game, right? It's so it's, that, it's, that the Gus Farad headbutt game. I feel like I so Jeff Hostetler came in. And I feel like we were driving to take the lead or be in a position to win it. And something happened and Michael Westbrook went off and took his helmet off on the field. 
Yeah. And so we got a 15 yard on Sportsmanlike, and Norv Turner's running out there, and you can see him go, Michael, what are you doing? Right, right. And it took us out of field goal range, and just, you know, yeah, that was not a good game. Not no. a good game. No, no, no. And this I game had... wasn't all that much better. No, right. Was, there were points, but it wasn't all that much better. And that's the thing. I mean, and ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, the game started off extremely positive. I mean, we sat there, got, what, the third play of the game? We get stripped. Daniel Jones fumbles the rock. We ended up picking the picking that up, driving down the field, and only getting a field goal. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But then we end up getting it back. They go three and out. We get the ball back. We score a touchdown. We're up 10 nothing early. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, there's a point where, you know, I, I started to get a little, not cocky, but kind of like, you know, can we run away with this thing? Yes, like, absolutely. we were – we were firmly in control and then the tides turned a little bit. Will. Yeah. Yep. You know? Absolutely. I, I was feeling the same way. It's like, we started off and it was like, okay, all right. We came to play. We've got a game plan. Heineke is playing within what's open to him. He's making good throws. Yeah. Um, the giants got a big play that the Darius Slayton catch the 55 yeah. yarder really kind of changed the game. Yeah. Um, and they they started to get some momentum from that because I think that led to a touchdown drive for them to tie it too, yeah. and and yeah, just kind of it was you know it's 20, 20 points in each team is not a terrible game. It just wasn't that great of offense out there. Mm. Or you could say maybe the teams you know played better defense potentially, and they did get a lot of guys back on defense, so that helped. What I thought was most interesting towards the end of the game was one of two things. I think. The fact that this game was played in December with both teams vying for a playoff spot factored real heavily in the decisions the coaches made because they were really conservative. Punting the ball a couple times. The Giants were within Gano's field goal range and they didn't, they punted it instead of kicking it. Whereas I think if this game had been played in September, October, we could have gone for two when it was 20 to 19. You know, there could have been a little bit more aggression out there, but they, they didn't. They were, they went, they were very conservative and said, we've got more stuff at stake here and I've got a locker room of guys who want to win this game. And so I, you know, they both uh, Dable and Rivera were very conservative in their, in their game plan towards the end of the game and into overtime to almost saying like, I'll accept a tie. Right. Right. And it's, it's kind of crazy because after Taylor Heineke drives us down to tie the game up at 20, even at that point, it was kind of like, I know at least for us, from our side, it was kind of like, okay, cool. You and I were texting back and forth. Okay, is he gonna is he gonna get another opportunity? Can he can he do it? But then you saw how overtime went. And it was kind of like you each almost had a chat, but then you didn't. Everybody each everybody had like a drive where it's like, okay, it's moving, it's moving, stop. It's moving, stop. You know, the time when we're back in our own end zone and we get it out there, we get half midfield and we just can't get those the few couple yards extra. And I mean, it was all epitomized by Graham Gano of all kickers yeah. <laughs> that our, our former guy kicking it just shy at the end of the game. Um, but I mean, I mean, look, like we've been saying, it just, it just left you with an empty feeling Yes, because you had the Taylor Heideke drive to bring us back. You had moments where we were texting, like, this is his time. This is it. He's getting that opportunity. It just, no, it just, nothing worked like it just i don't know i mean i think i think you hit the nail on the head i think it, it kind of got to the point where both of us were like all right well if we get this tie that's gonna help both of us 
more than it will hurt. And it almost made you look back at that, the Chargers Raiders game at the end of the year last year, where both of them were like, well, look, if we tie, we both get in. Mm-hmm. So nobody's really, it wasn't until like what I think the Raiders called a timeout and then it gave the Chargers a little bit more life and they pushed through. But or no, I mean, the opposite way, the, it gave the Raiders a little more time. But that's kind of where it was. It was kind of like, okay, this is going to help both of us in the playoffs. This helped both of us get over. So, yeah, it was it was uh, quite interesting. Uh, the way both teams played was y'all feel like you're going to make the playoffs regardless, and you push up the second to the second matchup. Yeah, yeah. And it and go ahead. Well, I think there's truth in that, and and I think there's truth in also both coaches recognizing that a tie is better than a loss here. Yes. Because if I go back to my my recreation days, um, winning percentage is how standings come and we're battling with the, with the Seahawks and we may now be battling with the 49ers, depending on how Brock Purdy plays, you know, he played really well on, on Sunday, but is that going to be sustainable to where if we are at the same amount of wins as them, if we are, you know, but we have one less loss because of that tie, you know, I do believe um, nine, you know, if you know, like old ways would be nine, six, and one is better than nine and seven, right? Because that loss pays heavier. And so we could be in a situation like this. Now, you know, we play 17 games where if we're tied with the Seahawks or 49ers for that lap for one of the playoff positions and we have one less loss because of the tie for both teams, that could be the what gets you into the playoffs too. So it could be a very much deciding factor um, as we get, get closer here to the, um, you know, towards the end of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it just makes it so next, our next game is going to be so huge. It's for all the marbles. It is because they go and play Philly. So there's a chance we both go into that game now, seven, five, and one, which is why NBC, you know, the NFL flexed it to Sunday night because now it became a much, much, more game with much more ramifications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as it sits right now, the New York Giants are sixth in the playoff picture. Right now, we are eighth. We mm-hmm. are right behind Geno Smith and Seattle. Like Delilah said, like I said, a bit above. I'm proud of Seattle, though, and what Geno Smith is doing. I like it. You guys are still in the race, yeah. I do, because he was so written off, and he looked terrible for so many years. And then you look at what – I thought Pete Carroll should have been fired last year. And then it's like – then you make this trade, and you're like, what are they doing? Right. And look how good Seattle looks from this. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As as, uh, compared to those that left Seattle. Russ, Russ can't cook. He, no, get him out of the kitchen, please. Yeah, you're you're banned from the kitchen, Russ. Come on, man. So, hey, look, what? So, what? What? Are, I mean, what? Let's let's go quickly into this. What are some of your positives? What are some of your things that that we did do well in this game that could lead to a victory? Yeah, yeah. So, what has been our, our bread and butter all year? Our defensive line, our defensive yeah. play. You know, we we were. I was worried going in because we didn't have Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, we didn't have Cole Holcomb. And it's like, oh, okay, at some point we're going to get burned by this. Christian Holmes should not be starting. We don't mm-hmm. want him out there. And he did get burned on that 55-yarder. Oh, yeah. But it was our defensive line again. Allen, Payne, Sweat. I, you know, we keep saying their names. Um, you know, Casey Tuhill making plays. James Smith-Williams making plays. F.A. Obata. You know, they're just playing as a, as a unit so well. And there are times when Payne and Allen are just unblockable. 
Yeah. And, and this is what I've, I've always hoped we could have. I always reference Fletcher Cox as a guy who just couldn't be stopped. And yet, and Allen, Jonathan Allen's turning into that guy where it's yes. taking double teams and he's still making plays. And if you double team him, then Deron Payne is making the plays. So uh, they just continue to be what, you know, the catalyst to, to our team. And while we're able to be in games that we only, we don't let get give up more than 20 points a game. Cause that is, you know, our bread and butter is running game, slow the game down, and play stout defense. And what a change from the beginning of the year. We are absolutely playing stout defense. So my first positive goes to the defense and especially the defensive line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was the, the stat was, what, nine straight games with under, like, 21 points? Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. They're or doing like great. In the, in the mid-20s, like, yeah, we're doing – We're I love that. I love that. We're, we're doing phenomenal – I'm going to, hey, you know what I do? I always do this. I go to the position I played in high school, running, yes. running, the running backs. The running back room is great. Over 30 carries as a team for over 160 yards on the ground. Definitely our leading, we already know our leading rusher, our guy, Brian Robinson, who, if you watch this man play, I, I, it just, there's sometimes when you have a guy that runs up the middle and you're just like, oh, why are we running this play? It's not doing anything. But every time I watch him, I, I sit there and I'm like, you're on the edge of your seat because he moves piles. Yes. He, you have you have times, and he had it multiple times in this game, where a two-yard run turned into a five, six, seven-yard run. And all of a sudden, that's changing the down and distance. So shout out to him. Came four yards short of that elusive 100-yard game. He did have one last week. I was ho- I was like, yo, are you going to get back-to-back 100-yard games? I was with him. 96, it, I, real close. I, right. But what I really loved, define they they find that they're going to run the ball. Twenty one carries, they're consistently giving it to him, and you can see he's getting hungry and hungry as it goes. We had Gibson still getting in the mix. The X factor, though, in my opinion, that that I love that we're doing, and we only do it a couple times a game. Curtis Samuel, I've always talked all year about that motion, how that motion affects defenses. When Curtis Samuel gets in there. You know, I, look, I understand his size. I understand, you know, he's a smaller dude. My man gets up in there. Like, he gets in the uh-huh. hole, and he starts going. And I'm and I'm like, there was a play he made on, uh, I believe it was your second or third down, where it was it was a, like a draw. You gave it to him, and he kind of made a couple quick cuts over to the right and got a first down. And and the announcer was saying, see, that's that's what Curtis Angle does. That's what was being was we missed last year when he was hurt. Him being on the field, it opens it up. And not only is that giving a breather to those other two running backs, but it's a whole different – like, him in space is extremely elusive. AG in space is solid, and we know what uh, Brian Robinson is. But all three of them have a little bit of that that that, that little shoulder to, you know, switch to them. I, I love it. I love what they're doing because they're tough, they're rugged, but they're also being able to move. And we're all getting in there. We're, we're – I love it. So the running game is being established. I've been talking about it all year. The two things we talked about, these two things that we first touched on are the two major things that have kept us throughout this season. Good running game, solid defense. So that's that's definitely my first positive, man. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, no, I loved what you talked about. I, yeah, you know, but the running game. And you know what I thought was really cool on Sunday was there were times when Curtis Samuel was lined up in the backfield and the yeah. announcers didn't know who had the ball. Yeah. You know, they couldn't tell because, you know, was was that Gibson with it? Was it Samuel? You know, was it Brian Robinson just running, you know, a little bit faster than normal? And so 
like you said, it's they're finding wrinkles to get him the ball in his hands, and it's not just on jet sweeps. It's actually lining him up as a tailback and saying, "Here, here we go, handoff right to you." So I know it was it was great. Kind of going with that then and talk about Curtis Samuels, the fact that our receivers, we've been yelling all year about can we get the receivers involved? Can we get Terry the ball early? And we did. Our first half of um, you know, the first half was really, really good that we were playing with. You know, Heineke was getting rid of the ball, he was getting him out and got in rhythm, he was spreading around. That touchdown pass that he had to 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 uh, Terry McLaurin was pretty nice. Because he had, he had, he had well, I think it was Ojolari bearing down on him, and he was able to mm-hmm. flip it, you know. And then and the Terry uh, stiff armed former Redskin Fabian mm-hmm. Rowe said, "You're not going to tackle me." And then you he know, ran right past him. <laughs> I mean, it we made a, nice a point play. to come after him that day. He, they did. Well, it was a good thing they did too. Um, yeah. But we got our receivers involved. Now, some of this is because of fourth quarter stats. I think a lot of Curtis Samuel's yards. You know, he had 50, uh, 63 yards catching. Some of that was in the fourth quarter. But also, but we still got them involved. They had over yeah. 200 yards combined between McLaurin, Samuel, and Josh Dotson. Uh, mm. Jahan Dotson came back. I can't believe I just called him Josh Dotson. Oh, yo, don't do that. No, no, no. We don't want that. That <laughs> we receiver. Do not want him Jahan back. came back, and and he looked like his hamstring. He may be. He may be over it. That spin yeah. move that he made, the quick burst. You know, that was a really nice catch and run that he had. And so I just love seeing how much we were getting the receivers involved. Um, so that was that was my second positive out there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That that spin move to me. Oh my goodness gracious! And and, and it was funny because the announcer was like, "Oh, what what button is that? What button?" I was like, "That's O. That's O. That's on the right side. That spin where he spins out." I, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, "Come on, guys, should know this stuff." But yeah, no, that was that was absolutely amazing. And look, if we if we're gonna go ahead and if we're gonna shout out the receivers, shout out their play, we got to go ahead and call it. We got to shout this guy out. I've been overly critical of this man and group chats and on air to everybody. I have said it openly, almost to his face, you ain't the guy. But this guy, and I texted you this during the game, he played from a stats, from, from a stats perspective, he played one heck of a game. 25 yards short of 300 yards. He threw 41 passes. You know what I mean? Get 275 yards, 27 completions, almost seven yards a a throw with those two touchdowns. You talk about that first one where he's getting hit and he throws it to him and, you know, Terry makes a nice play, but he had a bunch that he was hitting. Now, even the Jahan one, he's sitting there and getting guys and connecting with them. And it's kind of like, look at you. Look at you starting to get a good, you know, <laughs> starting to look a little impressive. All right, all right. Now, as we know, he has some overthrows, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, I mean, he's really in this offense. He's looking, in my opinion, the most comfortable that he's getting. He knows what's going on. He doesn't get frazzled as much when we have some of that, you know, when we have the mistakes. We talk about, you know, throwing interception early. That's one of the things that I was sweating about the whole game because I was like, I, I was going to text you, but you know how I'm kind of super – I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And I was yep, going to text yep. you and be like, fourth quarter, you haven't thrown an interception yet, Will. <laughs> when is he coming? When is he going to give it up, man? But, hey, to his credit, he did not get picked off. Uh, he did get sacked five times. And, hey, look. With all offensive line problems, I understand it, but he kept coming. And a shout out to him. I got it. I got to give him his roses, man. He did it. We didn't win the game, but he looked good. And that drive 
that fourth and what was it? Fourth and like 15 or 16 fourth. where he, or was it, was it farther fourth than that? Four. Fourth oh, it was fourth four. Oh, he just threw short. it deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and being able to scramble out, keep the play alive and then hit Curtis Samuel on the, on, you know, on the sideline. There you go, man. That's the, he has something in him at that time in the game. It just clicks on and there it is. You know, I don't want to say Tom Brady ask, but no, please don't. Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm reaching. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, you're giving him his roses. You're giving him a, a bouquet. I might give him like one, one rose because yeah. he, he was, he did end up with 275 yards passing. He got a lot of those at the end of the fourth quarter on that last drive. He was able yeah. to, you know, get some of that in, in overtime. So the numbers were a little skewed. They're a little bit, a little bit down, but it, it's exactly what you talked about. When it was 20 to 13, we had the ball and what could be our final drive. I had confidence that he's going to do it. Did you hear what Jonathan Allen said about him? No. And this is why, like, you know, we're going to talk later about what do you do, and it's like it's kind of an easy answer. Jonathan Allen said he's got nuts. Ah. That's exactly you know he just said he's like they just knew it. And it's just you're trying, you we we say swag, maybe that's the little more PC way of saying what what we're trying to say is, <laughs> but the players Go just honest. kind of know it. Like and yeah. he is comfortable. He's calm out there. He doesn't care. Uh, you know, Ron has come to accept it. They're like, you know, they said, what do you think about this? We had a great first half, and then you kind of died down. At the end, he 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 brought you back to tie it up and give you a chance. And Ron just goes, that's just Taylor. Mm-hmm. He's like, they just know he's going to have ups and downs in the game. Um, yep. I, I still get frustrated because, like, I want 275 yeah. yards. I want it scattered throughout the, the four quarters and not at right. the very end when we're getting – when they're uh, – you know, we playing back, driving back down the field, exactly. right, right. <laughs> you know, so that that's my only thing. But he he did have at times he was having one of his most efficient games. That first yeah. half of the of the game, he absolutely was, and he continues just like in every game, which I think is maddening for us. Is he makes throws, he makes plays that you're like, he's got the ability. It's yeah. the consistency out there yep. that is we're just Ooh. not getting right now. He's but yeah, no, I mean, he he gets his props absolutely. He keeps us competitive. Uh, the players love him, so I get it. I get it. I guess I just want more. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got any more positives? That's all. You got any more? Let's go ahead and move on to the negatives, ladies and gentlemen. And, I mean, look, let's stay right there. Uh, first drive, we're driving down the field after the turnover. Uh, we have, I believe it was a crossing route where we had Logan Thomas wide open, and he yeah. overthrows him. Yes. And you, if you hit him, he scores a touchdown, we're good. We score on the first drive of the game, and it was after the turnover. That's all good and well, but one of the things that Janae asked me on the show is, how are you guys going to keep up with those high-powered offenses? One of the ways is we have to score at every single opportunity, and we cannot miss these little opportunities like this. So that was huge. We did get points, but we did not get a touchdown. Hindsight, we can always say, oh, that would have been the difference, this, this, and that, but at the same time, Missed opportunities. Those are those are the things that we've we've got to capitalize. Our defense is keeping us in the game. Our running game is keeping us effective and moving the ball down the field. Our special teams. We're almost playing all three phases of the game, but it's the little things, the penalties that are getting yes. us. I, 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 one of my other ones, I'm going to talk about in a minute. That one position group that specifically needs to get talked about with their daggone penalties in this game, but. 
we really we, it's, we're, we're killing ourselves. It's, it's the problem we've had all year long. It's little things that are we're doing it to ourselves. So we we gotta yeah we gotta figure that out. What what are, what are your negatives? Um, I, I was gonna talk about the penalties too because you know we had so many different drives. We we talk about the fact that um, you know Taylor had some inconsistencies, but Logan Thomas had himself probably one of his worst games with us, without a doubt, the worst game that he had. Um, between missed blocks at times or, you know, he had a really bad penalty called on him where they, they gave him a, a – Brian Robinson ran the ball to the outside and, and got more than a first down. He had a big run. They brought it back because um, they called a block in the back. And we were at that point in field goal range, and it pushed us back. We ended up punting it. Um, and so that was kind of tough. But So Logan's blocking wasn't very good. And But what we were just showing is we can't overcome those penalties. Yeah. Um, we had the ball at the 38-yard line. Mm-hmm. And then, but we had an unsportsmanlike penalty on Christian Holmes, which yeah. put the ball back to the 12, which on the very first play was that play that Thibodeau rocked Heineke yeah. and we had the ball down at the two and we gave up on the drive. But we were about to have a minute 20 left to win the game at the ball to 38. You only had right. to go 20, you know, 20 yards downfield, 50, 40 yards downfield, and you would have gotten it. Sorry, my math is, is going bad. Um, right. And, and, and that killed us. We don't have the ability to overcome it. You know, our offensive line did not play very well in pass protection at all. Um, you know, we were we got rocked for five sacks. Heineke was under pressure, you know, a ton of times during the game. Um, he he did the best he could, but it affected his throats. You know, he had to rush things. He had to get get rid of the ball a lot sooner, and he couldn't let let plays develop. And it, it played a, a major factor. So. We had been playing really well and doing ball control, and that still happened. But the other complementary parts of the game kind of really struggled um, yeah. on Sunday, and and as a result of it, you know, I think what was was most tough, uh, frustrating about the the tie is I feel like we outplayed it. Yeah, and so we gave this game away. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Go handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, my me for for me. I mean, let's piggyback on exactly what you were saying, Will. Um, and, and we'll, we'll be back with us. Got to take care of some things at the, in the house. Um, but for me, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's those penalties were played a huge part in the ball game. And especially from our tight end group, I think there was one particular time where Logan Thomas had maybe two or three penalties back to back. Now one was a clipping, which was very questionable. Um, but the other ones were like a holding, it was bringing us back and, it's one of those situations where it's just like, again, again, you keep seeing it happening multiple times. And you're like, come on, guys, what are we doing out there? So, look, we like like Will was saying, we played well enough to win this game. We had opportunities to win this game. Uh, another one of my negatives, got to say it, we praise this man, and I will praise this man when he does well. But in the last two weeks, Joey Sly. Missed opportunities, missed field goals. Joey Sly missed an extra point a week ago, and he missed a field goal, both of which would have put things out of reach. Or no, he missed just an extra point, not a field goal. This week, misses a field goal. As you see, things would have been different. Now, to his credit, he had seven straight field goals from 50-plus going into this one, but he missed that 52-yarder, which would have changed things. So, it, I mean, it's little things like that. 
little things that we definitely can shout out and say, yo, this is the reason why we're winning are also the things that if they aren't done correctly, if they are messed up, it's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And, it, and it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating. Uh, I'm going to go to the question. Nathan, what's going on? He says, is that from Scott Turner not making the game easier for Taylor or is it the same thing we talked about um, with Carson? Um, I think you were referring to, is it the overthrow or, or some of the mistakes? Well, my thing is, look, Taylor's been in this system for five years. Uh, oh, wait, what about the offense converting on on third downs? Well, look, with the penalties, so uh, let, me, let me answer this one for you. He, Taylor's been in the system for five years, so he knows the system. He's getting more comfortable. There are certain times when uh, Taylor tries to go and do a little bit too much. There are certain times where he he gets a little more jacked up and tries to make certain passes. So a lot of those overthrows is a lot of that is adrenaline. Him trying to go out here and make the play, um, and, and sometimes it's just the freak occurrence. Sometimes you just you didn't have your feet set. You didn't have you know your timing wasn't off, and and it's upsetting to see. Uh, but at the same time, we were still able to get the field goal. He didn't turn the ball over, so it's not an awful thing. Um, but what about the offense, uh, them converting on third down? Let me go check what our third downs were in this game. Yeah, 3 of 14. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, especially after coming from last week where I think it was like 14 of 19 or something where we uh, were doing really well. It, it was it was definitely poor in this game, and it was one of the issues we had, but a lot of that is with the penalties that we had. We had uh, – we had seven penalties for over 50 yards. You know what I mean? That that definitely takes away, and, and the timing of those penalties, that takes away from a drive. Like Will was talking about, we had the drive go. We had an opportunity where we're going to be able to, you know, potentially put points on the board right before the half or, or at the end of the game, but we were not able to do it because the penalty brought us back. Then all of a sudden we got hit. Actually, my guy Will's back. Yeah. Uh, Nathan was asking um, – First, he asked, uh, is is that – speaking of Taylor's mistakes, is that on Scott Turner not making the game easier or is it the same thing we talked about with Carson? And then he was also talking about the third downs, which we were 3 of 14 on. We were terrible on third down. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Um, you know, it's, it is a good question. It's a hard question, actually, Nathan, um, to know the answer to. Um, I do think the Giants' defense was a little bit better than what we've seen the last couple weeks. They got some guys back on, on both offense and defense. Um, um, Ojulari came back. He made a big impact. Um, Kalen Thibodeau's getting just healthier and healthier from the, the beginning of the of the season. Um, Fabian Moreau was back, so they had to rely less on some of the practice squad guys. And so I think the Giants' defense was a little bit better than, than what we had seen. Um, but fourth and four and thirteen is, is it's atrocious out there. You, you can't have that. Um, so that that was really frustrating. How many times we had to we had to punt the ball, and it, it's just a really hard question because I, I get frustrated at times with the inconsistencies. But I tend to believe that the inconsistencies are showing a little bit more of the talent of the player um, than than the actual play calling. That's kind of how I see it. It's like this is what you get from a Heineke who doesn't have the, the great arm strengths. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So um, <clears throat> uh, this is like uh, what Baltimore dealing with, relying on Tucker or Sly can't be the reason for a win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I was 
Yeah, that's one of the things I was talking about. How Sly that missed field goal, although he had seven straight leading up to that or fifty plus, him missing that field goal was definitely definitely hurt. And that one with the missed extra point a week ago, which I talked about, even though we did get the win, it was still you know you get that and the game is more be over. Yeah, right. Because right. now that now they have to score and get the extra point or think about going for two as opposed to what was it sixteen to ten at that particular point? Right. And then right. they could they could have scored and won the game. So you know, yeah. on that play though, the, the play before that I got so angry at, at Heineke because he took a bad sack there, which pushed yeah. the field goal back. And I you know, I remember yelling at the screen like, You can't take a sack right. there. Right. You know, but you know, obviously based on the pressure, he may really not have time to get rid of the ball and not take a intentional grounding. Which would have mm. taken away from you know, so you kind of pick your poison there, right? But but that was frustrating because, like you said, a fifty-two yard not a gimme. Um, he's been doing well with it, but as you see, then you know, it just it made that kick all that more difficult. All right, absolutely, absolutely. So you have any more uh, negatives? Uh, sorry, you know, I mean, uh, did you talk about Daniel Jones's running um, and some of the? Um, yeah, no, I haven't. Touched, I, yeah, I haven't touched on defense at all. Perfect. Oh, okay. On defense. All right. Well, excellent. Excellent. But I didn't miss. And I was able to get the kid back down. He was kind of freaking out here. Um, we're going through a little bit of sleep regression. So oh, yeah. It's a whole lot of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so one of my keys to the game was controlling Daniel Jones's running. And we did not do that out there. Um, you know, he 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 burned us, on whether, whether it was, you know, just straight quarterback keepers, whether it was he was um, – um, they were running read options. He really did a good job out there. You're running for 71 yards. He scored. He ran for more yards than Saquon Barkley did, um, and and it, it hurt us bad. You know, he would get first downs with plays. He would extend drives. Um, it, it was frustrating to watch because I thought we were going to make some improvements from from the week before. Um, so you know, the defense we, now that's two weeks in a row we we've given up more than 150 yards rushing. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of something to be be looking into as much as we talk about the defense going well and, and having that bend but don't break you know not only giving up you know not giving up more than 20 points giving up a lot of yards on offense you know you're playing a team that that has a similar style to you and we were not able to control that the way you know we really really needed to oh yeah oh yeah and sticking with the defense the secondary i shouted them out a week ago yeah. we gave up 200 to daniel jones which isn't awful but there was a number of plays. I mean, we talk about the one deep ball to Darius Slayton. There was another one that he was wide open. Yes, he, he dropped was. it. Yes, he, he did. Again. Yeah. Two years in a row against mm. does he drop and stuff. <laughs> that's that's his thing. But, yeah, so he drops it. If he catches that one, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Like, you know what I mean? That's another huge play. So our secondary is struggling. And I shouted out Christian Holmes for getting his first start, but – they came after him, and they went after him early and often. And if you look on that play, he's almost he has he has Slate behind him. And it's like he's trying to feel him out, but it's like don't don't try to feel him. Go for the ball, make yeah. the play because he was staring at the ball, but he's got his kind of his hands behind him, kind of looking. At, and it's like, come on, you know, play, be instinctive, go for the ball. So it. it it was it was very frustrating to you know to see that type of thing because that's something we've had to worry about all year is them taking the top off the of defense, them taking shots on us, and they've been there since game one. They've definitely been there, and you know we've been fortunate in a lot of these situations, but 
the, this game they played out and and it was it was the extra piece that they needed because the running game was going but outside of this I mean Darius Lane had the six catches for 90 yards you had Hodges Hodges and Bellinger who had their five catches but I mean outside of that who it was it was Saquon you know what I mean? We were we were doing decently well on their you know on their wide receivers, but these deep balls, these splash plays, really affected us. So our secondary, you know, all be didn't play awful, but these plays are the things that we continue to talk about. So we got it. We got to shore that up because we're. I mean, look, we got we're coming back to these guys. We got San Francisco with Debo and Ayuk coming up. We got Dallas. Obviously, we know about CD and Gallup and all those guys. And then uh, Cleveland with who? Amari uh, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peoples Jones has been playing pretty well recently. You know what I mean? It's not going to get Chubb, right. game. Right. Yeah. It's not going to get easier. No. So our secondary look. We you know I understand, and we'll talk about St. Juice and his injury and him being out. But you know, let's shore it up now. And, and you know, it's right time for the break because that's definitely something we. And we kept them in this game a little bit more. I mean, we 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 definitely we bailed them out in certain situations and certain PIs yeah, and whatnot. So we did. Yeah. Um and uh um Darius Slayton bailed us out for the second year in a row playing the Giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't Corey say Daniel Jones gets one to two drops a game? Oh yeah. And it happened yeah. in a really big time for the Giants. I mean, he catches that. They they're probably yeah. close enough in field goal range. Um, I, I just thought of an of a one on offense that I, I I was really upset about, and it was it was the fact that I think it was an overtime that we you know Curtis Samuel had the big like twenty two yard run. We had the ball on the forty yard line. It's like okay, here we go, first and ten, and we barely advanced it at all. You know the the first run we got a little bit. Second down was was like we got stuffed for a negative yard, and then we're third and ten, and we run a little. Um, uh, you know, swing pass to Curtis Samuel, he gets nothing. And it's just like, I just felt like you could see, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an, an amateur fan and I'm watching the game seeing they are loading the box. I sure hope we're not running the ball here on second down. And guess what we did? We mm. handed the ball off to Robinson. They loaded the box. They, they sent even more from the secondary. And it's like, oh, come on. Why didn't we audible out of that? Like, right, right. Come on. Scott, you're up top in the booth. You got to see this. Your right. quarterbacks, Gossie. If you need to call timeout there, call timeout there. Do you it. know, like, right. let's do something like because that that killed. They gave more momentum. It's just we had a chance to win the game and we didn't. It was, it was like it just it was frustrating because I thought that was preventable. So that kind of goes to what we were talking about about how we kind of play conservative, and then also brings in Jared's question. He said, "Do you think Riverboat Ron needs to return, like him being Riverboat sure. again, for our team to be more aggressive and play to win?" Like. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Because I honestly, I mean, one could say the theory that you presented about us both kind of, you know, let's play for the second game. Because this is a unique situation, having a game, a bye, and then playing the exact same team coming out of the bye. So I can see from our standpoint why we would do that. But definitely going forward, like you talked about potentially a two-point conversion. There was a number of fourth downs that were fourth and short where it was kind of like, we're we're kind of rolling a little bit. We could make. We've been successful on these plays. We can make plays. You know, we should try to take this shot. And while I can see the other side, it's still kind of like the feeling we have. Like we can get this. Like yeah. they're not stopping us. We're stopping ourselves. So, do you think he needs to bring back a little bit of that that flair, that riverboat? 
That means you're giving the ball in Taylor's hand a little yeah. bit two more. I, I don't know if I like that idea. Like, it depends. Are we running the ball? Then, then, then probably. But if we're if we're giving Taylor another chance to to be making passes, oh, it makes me nervous. And I think that just goes. I mean, they're they're gonna try and and, and handicap him as much as they can, mm-hmm. and and keep having you know because the more opportunities you give him, the the chance of him turning into sexy Rexy Grossman is oh, only yeah. increases. <laughs> sexy Rexy. So it sounds like Nathan, you know, you tell me now in the comments, it sounds like you are not a fan of Scott Turner's play call. And if you're asking for a secondary play caller, I don't, I don't know who that would be. Uh, I mean, the quarterback's coach is Ken Zampezi. I don't think he's done that you know, before a wide receivers coach. I don't think has done it. So I don't know who you'd be turning to, to do that. Um, I, I still think some of the play calling issues, you know, at times can be, uh, you know, quarterback driven, lack mm. lack of ability driven. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Because look, look, let's let's be very honest. Like even like that one play I talked about with Logan Thomas. Like the plays are there, yeah. some plays are there. Sometimes he's the one who ain't getting it to him or overthrowing him or, you know. So let's you know let's let's call spade a spade. If 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 that's what it's happened, let's call it out. And it is not all on Scott. And I and look, you know me, I've been the one to bash Scott. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I kind of like this play call. He since he's been kind of diving into the running game, run the game, and then to get that play action off, and then being smart about it. I think uh, I think it was last game we ran a play action boot, and they jumped out. Atlanta jumped out on him immediately, and I think he only ran it one more time. That's intelligent because before that we would have sat there and continued to run it until it worked. And then we're continuing to get sacked or hit and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I just I think he's kind of getting a little smarter. He's getting a little better. It's not flashy, but we're six one and one in the last eight weeks. I'm good. I like that. You know, for now, I knowing our limitations. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So hey, do you have any more negatives? I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any game balls? This week? I do. I yeah. do. I mean, I think I think Terry gets my offensive game ball. We got him involved early and often. You know, he made a great you know play on that on that touchdown catch. I was I was glad to see him involved involved so much, and he made yes. play after play, including catching what could have been an interception. He snatched out of the air and saved yeah. his quarterback. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the most overlooked plays because that thing was right in his hands, and Terry uh-huh. came. So, yeah, definitely. That was definitely solid. Mine is Jahan Dotson. Stick with the wide receivers. Five catches, 54 yards, and one deadly spin move. Nathan, yeah. I know you know I was talking to, to Will. That's a circle button. I almost yeah. want to go back and play a little NCAA 14 before I go to bed and <laughs> hit that yeah. on him real quick. But, I, but I mean, that move, it was just wow. Because I thought he was going to get lit up. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, snap, here he comes. Just hold on to the rock. Hold on to the rock. And he hit him with that so effortlessly and got in the end zone. I was like, he's back. He's back. And five receiving touchdowns as our rookie wide receiver. If we need to go and talk about how do we feel about the draft pick, I think we answered that one. We feel great about that bad boy. And I, so, I'm, I'm fully willing to admit I was wrong on that I was pick. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. It definitely was a matted spin. Definitely was a mad. You got a defensive uh... – I keep going back to these guys. D-line. Allen and Payne, our defensive you. tackles, they are our stalwarts. I mean, yeah. um, Allen had seven 
seven tackles solo. He assisted on one in a sack. Uh, Payne had two sacks. I mean, it's just they, they disrupt the play. They disrupt the game every single time. And I believe I saw Allen might have sat out maybe a handful. He played on more than like 95% of the snaps this time. It's like oh, the, yeah. he was not coming out of the game. No, no, no. You know, that was not huge. And he just makes a huge difference. I just I love it. I love it from yeah. those guys. Absolutely. And I'm staying right there with you. Um, but I, I did Jamin Davis. Ten tackles, seven of them solo. Uh, yeah. One tackle, one TFL. Let's go. I mean, we you talked about him having that rise. We talked about with the absence, and now we're going to talk about how that permanent absence of Cole Turner Jamin Davis needs to step up, and he has absolutely been that guy. He stepped up into that role, second and second um, and tackles in this game, just right behind uh, Cam Curl. Let's go! Like we needed that. We needed that from him. He's coming into his own. He's getting very, very comfortable, um, and it showed in his play. It shows how quickly he's getting to certain plays. He's always around the ball now, yes. and that's something you know. Last year he was thinking a lot. This year he's. He's just there. He's reacting, and I love it. I love yeah. it, and it showed out in this game too. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a, a Michael Parsons, but I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like, is he going to be a Shaq Thompson, mm. where his rookie year he really wasn't much, and then he turned into something? Right. You know, it's like, oh, maybe Jack and Ron knew what they were doing. Maybe they oh, yeah. saw enough in it, and just it took a little bit. I love this comment by so, Jared, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it is one of those things where. I do think they need to utilize his athletic ability a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I wish they would. Oh, I yeah. mean, what what's to say that he can't do some of the things that Daniel Jones is doing? Right. Well, I mean, the last two quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Marcus Mariota. You right. know what I mean? You telling me he can't throw better some of those passes better, and then right. with the threat of the running game, and no disrespect to Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier. But they're not that threatening. No. I, I I think Brian Robinson and AG coming out and then Sam a little dose of Samuel from time to time. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to have to have to deal with that all day. And then if you have Taylor Heineke, who we know has the wheels, he knows how to pull it out and get the good fakes. Let's go with it. Let's I, I I'm I'm with that. I like that idea. I think the reason why they don't is his size. Yeah. And they don't he admitted at the end of last year he was more battered and bruised. Um, than he's ever been. And, and he said it took him some time to recover. And it affected him towards the end of the season, just, you know, ribs, arms, all that mm-hmm. stuff, just kind of affecting his passes. And I think they're, they're careful about that. So, you know, he, he did put on some, you know, some more muscle to be able to handle it. Um, but this plays to his strength, not just because for his ability to run. Taylor's biggest asset to the team is his moxie. Mm-hmm. And if you get Taylor Heineke getting first down, sliding for first downs, and he gets up and does his little yep. point that he does. Like <laughs> You're only amping up your offense a little exactly. bit. So, you know, it is something that's a good point to think about. Like, mm, should we be yeah. looking into some of this? Hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Like, every time, every time he scores a touchdown, we just want to see how long he's going to hold that yeah, face just does. how long are you holding it? I'm like, all right, unclench, unclench, you're good. Go to the sidelines. Oh, man. Yes, he's on my fantasy team. I don't want to talk about this. He's on my fantasy team in another league, too. Yeah. He's not doing so well at this. Nathan's Nathan's trying to take a little dig because he he whooped my one of my teams by like 50 points last week. He didn't say anything. Thank you, Nathan. You won. Congratulations. (laughs) Oh, I I do like this point. 
Yeah, Washington needs an investment online, but I think it needs to look for tight ends to replace Logan. We 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 tried to do that with Cole Turner, and I, I'm glad to see Cole getting a little bit more action. But Bates is, a, is clearly he ain't a making guy. plays out there. No, no, he, he's not. He's he's making he's getting holding penalties and crap like that. Bates is our guy. We know that Logan is. Yeah, I don't know if he's just yeah. He, Logan just hasn't had to had the the bounce back year. You know, we knew yeah. he was coming back from an injury, but he seems to not be. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, because Heineke threw to Logan a lot last year. Before right. before he got hurt, so I thought there'd be a little bit more once once Logan started feeling better. But he's he's had a rough year, without a doubt. Yeah. For sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was our quick recap of the though not quick, uh, almost hour recap of the game. Yeah. But <laughs> we had a lot to go into. It's funny. Alex was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are talking about that for a while." It's like, yes. yeah, definitely, definitely did. We're gonna do a quick little transition and uh, come back talk about some injuries. Let's go. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. There it is. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back to Washington Football Weekly. I'm Sean Spencer. That's my guy, Will Kramer, over there. And we're talking about our team, our guys, the Washington. Yep. Washington Commanders. I think our injuries are playing a role in Logan, honestly. I can see it. I can see it. Could we're be. and we're gonna dive. We're gonna dive into some of those right now. Um, and and let's let's start right from the beginning. As you guys saw, if you watched the game, our center, Tyler Lawson, our Larson was carted off the field. Uh, Will, what is uh, what's that? I know he's out for the season. What's the? Uh, yeah, I think they said he dislocated his kneecap. Um, he he was pretty ticked. Um, he tweeted out. Safer fields. Um, we talked about it. Would yes. Chase Young play with the MetLife Field, and someone else got hurt. Um, yeah. I don't. I haven't heard enough to hear. Like, was it because his foot got caught, or what? I actually thought he might have got stepped or rolled on during the play. Yeah. That that the one that happened. So I'm not exactly sure if how the field played a role in that. So I, I would kind of need to hear a little bit more. But I'm concerned about this one mm-hmm. because when Rulier went down, Nick Martin came in. It was in the thick of us having a really hard time running the ball. Tyler Larson came back. We started to turn things around. Tyler Larson had held it together last year when Rulier went out until um, until he got hurt again. And so now we're bringing in Nick Martin, you know, for the second time. He he is a veteran, but he's a veteran of a couple of years who was out on the streets. That you know, Houston said, "We're done with you." Um, so I'm a little bit concerned, uh, especially hearing that, you know, the team values left tackle, center, right guard are, are the three most p- important positions of the line to them. And we're on our third center. Right. I just, uh, yeah, on a team that needs to run the ball so much. This is, this is a major concern for me that uh, is this going to be the start of the wheels falling off the bus? I don't know. And that was something that when I saw it, it's one of those where you just like, not now, not now. And they and to know that now we're on, you said Nick Martin, the third string t- uh, center. It's frustrating because just like you said, just when we started to get back in the running game, yeah. everything was starting to work. And it is ridiculous. Now, moving on from that, we talk about the fields and you alluded to it a second ago. Chase Young. He was activated. Doctors, everybody said he's good, but 
he has not been able to he has not gotten back into the game. And Ron Rivera made some comments, didn't he? He did. And this one's kind of interesting. Uh it seems to be from the health standpoint, he's a hundred percent cleared. From the team standpoint, he's a hundred percent cleared. They're kind of like waiting for him to say, Okay, I'm ready. You know, let's go. And that that's kind of interesting. Ron Ron talked a little bit more about you know it's really about him feeling comfortable out there. And I don't know. I'm I'm almost getting to the point where Ron is is, is he getting to the point where he's sick of this? Where like, mm. are you going to come back and play? Are you going to do this? Right. You know, um, type stuff. But then also he said, you know, we're, we're playing well enough on defense if we don't need him. Which I thought too was a little bit of an interesting comment. Mm. Like, are you going to say your second overall pick? You're going to say this you know, this generational talent that your defense doesn't need him, you know, again, it's like, I'm wondering, is he trying to, uh, you know, is he trying to push him to say it's time to get back there, you know, because they've been saying, you know, the team's ready to bring him out. It's all about, is he ready to cut and go on that, that knee? But I also just wonder, has he been, you know, he could, you know, he was cleared to to play in the Atlanta game. It was rainy. So they said, Mm -hmm. let's not do this. Then you got MetLife where where people have been complaining about injuries. I think that's where one of the Bosa guys uh, tore his ACL. So it's like I, I just kind of wonder if they're just being continue being extra cautious. You've got mm-hmm. the bye week after, and that he'll make his debut um, against the Giants on Sunday night. But it is kind of interesting because you're not we're not asking him to play sixty snaps. No, you're looking ten to fifteen snaps. Like, yeah, you're not ready for ten to fifteen snaps. That's it's mm. it's surprising to be in December and he's still not back. Is it is it worrisome? Because I know I understand. Rivera said it honestly, uh, albeit very crazy to hear, he has a point with the fact that you know, I never want to say we don't need Chase Young, we need that man on the roster. He is he, he just his character alone and his, his energy emanates off him, so the team definitely vibes off of him. But this year, the way the guys are playing and the way these guys have all played together, they understand each other. They're all meshing and everything as well. The old adage, it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, I'm not saying we need to get him out here when he's ready, he's ready. And we all, and it's kind of seeming like it's a lot mental for him. It kind of makes you, you know, hey, bro, if, if if you ain't ready and you don't think you're ready, chill. chill. I don't, I mean, I don't want to push him out, but let me, let me know, like, is that I may maybe that's the smarter thing to do. When you want to get out, get out there, but I'm not gonna even try to. I just, we're fine. Like I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean I think some of that that is playing into this. I mean, without a doubt, if, if the defensive line was struggling or if the defense was struggling as it was like it was last year, I think there would be a little bit more pressure. But the fact, just like you said, that they're playing so well that you know, Two Hill and, and Smith Williams are not playmakers the way he is, but they can right. make solid plays. And Montez Sweat seems to have changed his game from the year before. Um, I, I think he got in his head last year. Be, be, you know, the previous year because he had eight sacks, mm-hmm. he came in saying, you know, we're going to break the sack records, all this stuff. I think it just got in his head. I got to make sacks. And to the point where I was under the, the opinion um, I've only told you this, you know, behind the scenes that I felt like Montez Sweat was not going to be re-signed by us because I didn't think Ron Rivera liked the way he played. I think that's changed this season. He's bought into the scheme. And, you know, he's still making some sacks. He's still making plays. But he's not running up the field the way he was last year. And I think there is some memory 
uh, in there from the defensive coaches here. Like, well, we had a little bit of problem with this last year. Yeah. And and right now we've got um, some, some you know, players that are buying into the system and playing well. Like you said, all right, mm. come back when you're ready, but we're just right. going to keep going without you. Right, right. So, yeah, that's that's definitely where we stand with that. What uh, what? Uh, oh, Benjamin say juice. Oh wait, wait. Let me see what he says. Uh, Nathan says, but here's a rebuttal on Jay's point. I use Baltimore. Rasheed Bateman is essentially a essential piece of the offense. He was not ready to come back with his foot, and look what happened. Because he did he come back early? Is what you're saying, Nathan? Oh, don't rush your best be. players back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe, yeah. maybe they kind of knew with this, this was going to be mostly a, a lost season for Chase. And they're saying next year is more important than this year. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and look, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Even if we go to the playoffs, I don't have a problem with that because I would rather him be at 100% whenever he gets back um, than have to, you know, get him out here and to re aggravate or potentially re injure himself. I, I don't like right. that. Yeah. You know? So um, another member, and a member of the secondary, the reason why Christian Holmes is out there, Benjamin St. Juice um, has been out for a couple weeks now, and, and it's a mid-ankle injury? Or a, it is. Mid-ankle yeah. sprain. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Don't, don't, not really. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because after, I think it happened in the Houston game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a Houston game. Yeah. Ron kind of poo-pooed this. He was like, all right, we're not worried about that. But then he was out by, you know, that following week against Atlanta by Friday, he was not at practice, you know, mm-hmm. not practicing. He didn't, you know, play. So that's two weeks in a row now he's missed. Thank goodness we got this bye week. But it's like, wait a minute, you said you weren't worried about this. Right. And unless unless things got worse, you know, after when he first came off the field in the Houston game, it's like you, you let us to believe this was nothing. Yeah. And and it's, it's not nothing. And it's important that we get this guy back because, you know, like you said, the secondary improved when he became a starter and he's only getting better. And, and we certainly don't need him out. We certainly need him out there and not Christian Holmes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can definitely tell the difference. And there's definitely a talent gap between the two. And there's just St. Juice has been out there. St. Juice has been out there more and more. And, and he's got more experience. Look, we need him back on the field. But at the same time, get that rest. Make sure you're good. We got. We're gonna definitely keep keep looking at this and keep looking into this. Real quick, going with the corners, Dallas injured uh, what Anthony Brown. Um, he got hurt. I think he's out for the year. One of their corners. They picked up. Uh, I can't think of the name of the guy they picked up. But one of the guys they worked out was Tory McTire. Really? Yeah. So that's Coming back from his injury, interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised right. we didn't, you know, go after him. Huh? Right. I was they liked I was, him a lot last training. Exactly. Game. Exactly. So I was I was really interested to see that he was even he was out there and they had worked him out. They didn't take him, but uh, they definitely worked him out. So that's that, that's a possibility if it comes down to that. But um, yeah, so we definitely need this guy back and uh, another guy that. Another guy that I would have first said we need him back, but since he's been gone, uh, Jamie Dates has stepped up. Cole Holcomb, yeah. my guy in North Carolina, we know what he was doing. He was um, going on on the path to getting to leading the league in tackles, and he has done that. He's gotten over hundred multiple years. Uh, he is out, and it looks like he's 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 out for the season this year, man. I know. It, so that, I think this one sucks, actually. Yeah. Just because if you're seeing Jamin Davis improve, 
you know, the defense itself is improving. Holcomb can play. You know, yeah. he can he can run sideline to sideline. He can make some plays out there. So I think this 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 one kind of stinks to the point where my concern is we've as we've said the the depth behind it. We're running John Bostic and, and David Mayo out there. It's like at some point that's gonna get exposed. Yeah. That's my biggest concern. Where like we've made it a couple games here and there with him out. Davis has stepped up, he's done good, but now that we're talking long term, now that we're talking for the next, you know, four or five games is rest of, of the rest of the season, it's like yeah, it'd be really nice to have him out there. We could really use him. Uh, plus, he, he could potentially be a calming presence um, for for Jamin. So, I, this one stinks. I hate that we're, we're losing him. It's in a contract year, so maybe that means he's going to be a lot more affordable for us. Mm. If you're thinking long term, coming yeah. off an injury, that could be good. But it, it stinks that he's not going to be out there. All right, that was terrible. I mean, he's he's definitely been the consistent force on that defense um, year after year. Like I said, getting over 100 tackles, man, and he and it, he. It, you know, I know we hate to use this, but he's got that motor. You know what I mean? He continues. He continues to go. Even when things weren't great, he was always around the ball. So, look, and, yes, we said Jamin Davis has improved, but you're right. I, I'm, I'm with you on this. It's It does stink. I It stinks because, A, of depth, and, B, that, that leadership, that control, that yes. experience being there. You know what I mean? So, well, we will uh, – that, it, that's rough. That's rough. But hopefully, Jamin can keep it up. And, and to to Jared's point, you know, we got running quarterbacks all in. We got Daniel Jones here. We got Dak. You know, thankfully, we don't. I mean, with Jimmy G, he ain't got no wheels. It was Brock Purdy um, in there. But Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. ain't what he was, at least not in that first game. But he he still got some, you know, some scrambling. He still got some elusiveness in him. So, you know, we're it's gonna it's gonna show. When we have to come, when you know Jamie Davis has to come out the backfield against San Francisco and have to cover Christian McCaffrey, you know what I mean? We got yeah. Saquon coming out this week. Then you said Chubb after that, you know what I mean? And then Pollard after that. So yeah, that's going to be a point of emphasis on our defense. So that uh, that hits, that hits definitely, definitely hits hard. Um, is there um, everybody else? Maybe yeah, sure. yeah. I think that's a. Uh... I, I did see uh, Sam Cosby got hurt in the game. He was playing at right guard. They they had him. Was nice. Yeah, yeah, the, and that could be his future position. We may be looking for a new right tackle, but then he got hurt in the start of the third quarter. So, right. I don't know, didn't get a full evaluation. But, um, you know, uh, he should be good to go. I would think he'd be good to go with the bye week. Sweat got concussed, but, again, hopefully with the bye week, it came at a time where we can, we can withstand that. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Somebody was asking just the other day, you know, is it good to have a late buy? If you're in the position we're in, where it's you're all, in the yeah, playoffs, always, yeah. it's coming at a time when we could use we could use some rest. It, I mean, December buys suck. That's well, so yeah. late. Oh yeah. But I don't know why the league doesn't make everyone have a buy within like a three week time frame. Right. I guess because they, they they feel a bit too many times. But sometimes we've had bye weeks in week five. That's ridiculous. You know, here we are, week fourteen. We're having a bye week. This doesn't make sense no not at all all right ladies and gentlemen we are thankfully done talking about injuries Absolutely. um we're gonna go ahead and move right along in this and and look we 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 have to we have to talk about this because will at the beginning of the season i think we're a little less optimistic than we were last year 
Last year we teased the Super Bowl idea thanks yeah. to Ab. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't come to fruition. Uh, but this year we were more realistic. Uh, but we are definitely pleasantly surprised by our position because, Will, we could be in the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely hope we can win a game going down this stretch. We are six, one and one over the last eight weeks. But we a year ago, we had four straight. We were feeling pretty. Then we had a a gauntlet that we had to go through Philly twice, Dallas twice, and then a reprieve at the end, getting to beat the Giants. But uh we also dealt with a lot of injuries, which is what we just talked about. But we're here again. We're more and actually more in the playoff hunt this year. We actually look we've looked good. I, I think it's been kind of an exciting season compared to kind of maybe last year. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. brings you back to two years ago. But what are your thoughts about the season thus far, the playoffs, our potential chances? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the season kind of is kind of going the way I thought it might be. A lot of close games. I actually thought, I think, in the beginning of the year, we predicted we would win a lot of games 31 to 28. Yeah. Because we'd have a high-powered offense. We didn't trust our defense. And isn't it funny how now we don't really trust our offense, but we trust the defense right. to be out there and make a play? So, you know, it's funny how, how things happen like that. But, uh, uh, you know, a 7-5 and five type record, 7-6, and because who would have thought a tie or 8-5 or and five is, is about where I thought we could be. I think I predict us to go 10 and seven. So if we win three or four games, we win 10, 10 games. So we're, we're kind of right there. Um, so we're about where I thought we would be on the, the better side of 500 um, was kind of my, my thought on this. You know, there's a couple games that, you know, I, I the, you know, the Tennessee game is just really frustrating to, to think back to, you know, yeah. but we've also had the bears and the Colts games where we probably could have said we, we we should have lost that game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we got to also, you know, take take that in consideration. So I guess the, the season's kind of turned out the, the way I thought it would. I thought we would rely a lot of our running game, and it, you know, it took four or five weeks for us to get to that. I think I think health had a lot to do with it. Yes. I really think they went into the season saying that Brian Robinson was going to be their guy, mm-hmm. and we were going to be relying on the running game. And then he he had what happened to him, and that changed a lot. Yeah. And I think Scott Turner went into it saying, well, then I've got a quarterback who can throw it, so I'm going to take care of this. You know, yeah. I'm going to throw the ball. And that wasn't the game plan for success for this team because we don't have an offensive line that can block well enough for you know to give it a quarterback time. Um, so we've gotten back to doing what we need to do is run the ball, control the ball, two running backs, you know, technically, you know, giving Samuel three, three guys handling the ball and a quarterback that just doesn't need to make mistakes. And, and so we, we, we alluded to that old Jonathan Stewart, um, D'Angelo Williams type type team in, in Carolina. We kind of turn into that. So that part, I think, is kind of coming to fruition. Um, so we're kind of on track and it, it's yeah. exciting to, you know, to say, you know, playoffs, playoffs are within reach. That, that's always exciting. What yeah. about you? I mean, it's, yeah, December football. It, and, you know, last year it was we we just want meaningful December football games. This year, ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't even watched our show last week, we've dubbed this the December to remember. <laughs> so we're kind of hoping <laughs> to have some a memorable December. And, look, we, we have, 
like I like I told Jeanette, we have the road is right in front of us. We have winnable games. I mean, we know about the quarterback situation in San Francisco. Brock Purdy still has a lot of weapons, but he's very inexperienced. Deshaun Watson has not played and and something like 700 days or something prior to him playing this game. And now he's back and he looked mediocre. He didn't look great at all. So we have that one. And then, and then we're gonna have to fade out, play Dallas, and we know how we play against Dallas. We gotta we gotta get tough with them. But look, when I look back over the season, honestly, one of the things that I thought we needed to do early in the year, and I, I don't know if I said this on the show, but it was we need to start off fast. And that's why that first victory was so big to me because I was like, yes, right out the gate, let's go. And it was a comeback victory. We were down and we got back into it. Yes, all right, cool. And then dealing with the the, the uh, Lions game, oh, that first half was awful. Yes. The Philly game where, you know, they put up 24 in the second quarter. The Dallas game where penalties, Janae, didn't get called. <laughs> let's just let's just say that, all right? <laughs> uh, but we, you go back to those, and then uh, obviously the Tennessee game. Like that one live, being right there, driving down the field with how all the things that happened and all – all the times where we really could have cashed it in, we kept fighting. And to have a chance at the end just to throw that interception, it just was like, y'all got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? But we fought. We started off talking about having a bend but don't break the defense. <laughs> and we now ended up talking about our defense being top 10 in some categories and actually being feared. Members of our defense, you know, De'Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, our, our secondary, Cam Curl, and – and um, and uh the other forest, their forest, been you know playing playing uh, top tier football. These are all things that I look back over and I'm like, yes, because we we all both thought we were going to be decent around this way, but but we I don't think we really knew who was going to be who was going to be in the spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We didn't coming into the season before the incident. Brian Robinson was our guy. We saw what he did in the preseason. Oh, this is perfect. This is amazing. And then we get that that text or that notification. Brian Robinson has been shot. Yeah. Here we go. You know what I mean? Come into the season having Carson and having him for the amount of games that we had, you know, the first five before he gets injured in the in the Chicago game. It was kind of like, okay, this is the opportunity that we didn't have last year with Fitzpatrick. But then it makes you think, would this have been how it would have been with Fitzpatrick a year ago? Like, would he? Because he really wasn't doing much. Right. For us early on in the season. So it honestly, it's just it's been fun kind of just seeing kind of some of the defensive players emerge, seeing some of the guys kind of figure it out, you know, and the coaching staff making the moves, letting go of William uh Saint uh William Jackson the third, you know, uh obviously Sam Mills the third being fired earlier in the year, making those necessary moves and coming together, man. I it makes me feel good that we're in this position and not just because Mondays are a lot easier when I can talk trash to Janae because we're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it feels good because it's different guys getting it done. It's consistent and we're having to fight hard to get it done. It makes us sweat, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, this is, this is what we want. We want a competitive team that, that can play and teams seriously have the game plan to, to, you know, to compare, to get ready for us. So, I, I could have asked for anything. Well, I could have asked maybe 
couple, couple more wins. But I'm sure. good where we're at. With what I what we expected coming into this year, I'm absolutely great where we're at. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, we were one and four. Yeah. And now we're talking to <laughs> us at seven, five, and one. Yes. It, it's wild to think that at one point when we had a really low spot of the season where we're like, okay, let's tank. Let's go. <laughs> Bryce Young. You know, we let's gotta, you know, CJ Stroud, who we getting next year, you know, and now we're talking about, well, we probably still need one of them, could use mm-hmm. one of them, but you know, we're talking playoffs. Yeah. You know, and to me, it's like, I guess my, my question to you is like, have, have your feelings on the coaching staff changed as a result of where we're at now? Um, I always look, I was always behind Ron Rivera in the sense that he just has something about him that is kind of just that strong will, very stoic, very, you know, like I'm the, I'm the captain, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, he, I, I know I talked about, especially in the Detroit game that he has that look and I want some excitement. I want some, you know, let's F and go. I want that. But at the same time, that is, we needed that stoic in that first we needed some in those first five games. We needed somebody that did not waver, that was going to yeah. continue to say it's going to work. We're going to figure it out. Just let, we're going to just give us time. Listening, like you said, listening to reports, talking about it, listening to Don Geronimo and him do those early interviews, and it was like, so, coach, what happened this week? And he's trying to make make it light of it, and coach is just like, look, I just need to do my time and get out of here. And compared to recently. When they had the, we had it over in Reston. It was live, and Ron's wife was there, uh, and and you know, and it was jovial, and they were laughing back and forth. He just kept us together, mm-hmm. and that to me is huge. And then you go back and look at the Jack the real comments about the January sixteen and everything. That could have really derailed the team. That could have derailed our season right there. Yes. you know what I mean. We had issues with it just in the Let's Talk Football group, uh, so. It definitely could have been huge, but the fact that you were able to everybody still get on board and just that might be who you know your thoughts or whatever, but that's not football. That's not doesn't have anything to do with here. That's big. That's big. But my biggest improvement is Scott Turner. It is in the beginning of the year. I thought he did what he could with what he had and, and trying to figure out the whole Carson Wentz thing. I think once Taylor got back, he knew okay, Taylor knows this, Taylor knows that. And there's sometimes, like you said. You know, second or third quarter, he's trying to speed up a little bit. Let me see if I can take some shots. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then he's like, all right, fine. We'll go this speed, Taylor. That's fine. But it works. It works. But it's good. It's it's kudos to him for continually. He's he's learning. He's working with it. I don't want to say he's listening to all the gripes that we have, but he is definitely picking up on some things. And he's making some calls where you're just like, okay. Now he still has some bonehead calls mm-hmm. where we're, you know, third, third and one in the shotgun. And you're just, we don't need to do this. We right. have an identity. Let's go to it. And sometimes we do get stuff, but right. still give them that shot because they, that offense needs the confidence to know I'm going to call it. I'm putting it on you guys. This is what we want. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, yeah. So yeah, that's, 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 that's my opinion right. on, on, on the matter. Right. I mean, I still, you know, I still feel like, you know, you, you say Rod is a great steady influence. You know, he's he, he said he's not going to get too high, too low. Um, and it's interesting because he kept talking about that during that losing streak that he just kept talking about, well, a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we, we eventually started saying, well, you can't keep using that as an excuse. Right. Well, 
maybe what he was seeing was no folks this is you know and a couple plays here and there were because a couple guys weren't doing what they're supposed to do and we got rid of the couple guys weren't doing what they're supposed to do to change that away maybe he just kind of knew a little bit more in there i still kind of sometimes want feel like ron is old school and so there's a lot of new school happening around the league with play calling and, and innovations and thought process. And I feel like we're more than a step behind on that, but he is a very steady influence on that locker room. He doesn't he'd lose that locker room. Like we say, and I have to admit, you know, early in the season, I was, I was like, well, I've been, I've been, you know, supportive of him, but I'm done with Jack Del Rio. Let's get a new defensive coordinator. This guy does not know what he's doing. Well, and, we might be wrong on that. Yeah. You know, his job may be safe. Um, so I certainly see him coming around, you know, and I, and I think what we see is we've got a good football team. We've got holes that we still need to patch up. We need a, you know, a, I think even with Benjamin St. Juice, we could use another corner to help mm-hmm. us out. We need to patch up this offensive line. It's not yeah. uh, good. Nothing. I don't think we have the quarterback on the roster right now that we need moving forward. So we've got some things, but we've got a good football team and it's kind of done. They built the team exactly the way Ron has already mentioned. Like either you have a franchise quarterback or you build everything else until you're ready to go get the guy. And it seems like, well, maybe they are actually building everything else. Um, Especially when Ron kept talking about year three is the big year. And now you can kind of look and see, okay, maybe the scheme is is working maybe the the coaches are working the players around are are improving so maybe this is getting things going the right way to you know so so we we do need to believe in him oh yeah oh yeah look the proof is in the pudding uh we all three of these years he had slow starts but there's something about the middle of the season you get to late october and november and we just start gelling we start getting yeah. it together and regardless i mean last year was rough Last year it didn't look good early. The first year we went what one and seven, two and seven. It did not look good early, but he still gets us together. Him, uh, Del, uh, Rivera, then having Del Rio, somebody that, like you said, they might you know they might have missed the boat as far as the timing and as far as them being you know archaic in a sense, mm-hmm. but they understand each other. You know what I mean? And there's something that they kind of get with some of the veteran players where it's like, hey. There are certain things that you need. All the fun offenses and all that stuff can be good. Good character, trust, you know, dignity, integrity. Those are the type of things. And I feel like that's kind of the things that they portray. You know what I mean? Ron yeah. Rivera sitting here having cancer and still sticking it out for the team. And then even with as recently as with the situation with his mom passing away yeah. and still going there and coaching. And, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, not funny. Forgive me. That's nowhere near what I was saying. I thought it was really interesting what uh, somebody interviewed Ron Rivera and they were, they were asking him, how do you do that? You know, your mom just passed, you know, you're going through that, that part of your life, you know, but you still have a, a professional team to coach. How do you do that? And he said, he calls it, he, he said, I, he said, he, he, t- he always, he learned something a long time ago and he always tells himself, you have to be where your feet are. You know what I mean? Like you have to be present where you're at. And it mm-hmm. helped. He had brothers. He had siblings that live near where uh, her, uh, his parents lived, and he can go check on uh, the father and everything while the proceedings and all the things are going, uh, take, getting taken care of. But still, it was is just the fact that you're able to kind of not detach, but just kind of know what you need to do, know what you're dealing with, deal with this, 
And then as soon as the, as soon as the game's over, as soon as the adrenaline wears off, you saw him in the locker room. Couldn't even speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just says something about him. And I and I think it supersedes all of the new fresh stuff. New fresh stuff's always gonna get it. It's always going to be nice and fancy. But at the end of the day, players make it happen. So if we had a Mahomes or if we had some of these stud quarterbacks that, you know, you I, I can draw some up in the dirt that's going to work because they're just that good. But, yeah, with with him, I think it is it is more of, you know, if you trust in me, I'll have your back and we're going to do this. And he's yeah. proven that through the interviews with Carson Wentz, with the whole thing. Trust in me. I'll defend you. It's us. It's the, It's us against the world. Let's go. And I think that's what he's built here. And I love that. We talk, we always talk about culture. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Something good. And it's distancing us from that guy that still seems to still owns the team. Right. So he cleaned things up. Yeah. He said he was going to do it. He came in here and cleaned things up. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. But look, we have to move on real quick. We have one more thing we want to talk about. And I kind of think we're on the same page with it. But we want to come, come and ask you, thank you for guys for paying attention and watching us and being with us. But, look, we know what's going on. We know we have a quarterback situation, maybe controversy, maybe not really. I don't know. Carson Wentz is healthy and ready. He's back. He can come back and play. But Taylor Heineke is on a roll. He is six foot five, one and one. Over yeah. his last and his, his first seven starts this year, yeah. uh, which is remarkably better than what he did a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. He he looks better. He's he's knows the offense, but I don't think this is a uh, skill versus skill matchup. I think this is a chemistry and energy compared to skill. We know Carson is better as far as talent-wise. We know he could throw farther and stronger. We know size, all that stuff. But you got a guy over here in Taylor that you fit him in. He has the energy. He has guys believing in him. You mentioned Jonathan Allen, you know, saying he has, you know, balls. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he said he there's a I don't know, I don't know if you saw this. There's a picture in Jonathan Allen's locker, and it's of Tim holding Taylor like his head, and he just holding him close, like yeah, I love you. And he says his favorite picture, like he resonates with the guys, he connects with them. In my opinion, you had to be a damn fool to take him out right now. He's the guy. Like he, I, we're not asking if he's the better one talent wise. We're not asking if he's potentially the one going down the road. As far as this season, as far as right now, you go. When you go to the dance, you dance with the one who brought you. And I, I think we got to stick with him. What you think, man? Yeah. I know you don't like it. I know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really wish we could we, – we might need to do this. We need to go back to a year ago because a year ago, this man is just like, yes, this is it. This is the guy. Sign him. And we're kind of like, yeah. Now the roles have reversed. They totally have. <laughs> they totally have. And 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 what what y'all don't know is you know Sean gets to hear my my uh, my inner thoughts when I, I text yeah. him during the game saying I'm done with this. I, I want an actual NFL quarterback, and this isn't it. You know, it's it is. I mean, from a from a team standpoint, like this is a bigger question on podcasts and sports talk radio than it is the team. 
Okay. You can't make a change. You would have a, he would lose the locker room. And Ron knows that. He knows he's handcuffed. He's stuck. Um, I guess my thing is like, I'm just, I mean, we throw for 150 yards out of our quarterback. Like, you know, we, we have to play a perfect game with him. This is, that's what has me frustrated. And in this game against the Giants, we didn't play a perfect game. We can't overcome penalties. And look what happens. We can't win when we have penalties because we don't have the offense to overcome it. Um, And that's what we saw there. It's like, so he can only take you so far. So my thing is like, I mean, if he can only take me so far, and we know we're not going to win the Super Bowl with this, man, throw me Carson Wentz in there next Sunday night. Let me find out because I've got $28 million of reasons as to why I need to figure out, is this guy going to be on this team next year? Uh, you know, because and part of it is, and I'm I'm solo on this. I'm on an island on this. Is I feel like we didn't use Carson correctly. We had this big arm quarterback, and we called plays that didn't fit with it. Or we found out, oh my gosh, our offensive line is terrible at pass right. protection. But right. we're running long developing routes that don't give him a chance. But I also will say, well, I'm like, hey, this offense isn't cutting it with Taylor. Let's put in somebody else. The While we have a better running game, we have a much better running game, so it, it could buy him some time. Mm-hmm. Carson's lost his ability to, to be elusive. Yep. yep. And because of that, I don't think he's going to be better for this offensive line. I don't think this offensive line is, has done much to get all that better to say, well, yeah, yeah, they, they can give him some time so he can throw yep. the ball. So you're kind of stuck having to go, go, you know, go back to, to Heineke with this. Um, so I mean, you have to stick with him, like you said. You dance with the one that brought you there. You, yeah. you, you got to do it. What do you think we do long term? That's ugh. like if you because of the locker room situation, do you go into next year with Heineke and Howell? Do you entertain someone like Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo? See, well, here's the thing. Here's my thing. We came into this year's draft saying we cannot go and get another linebacker because we thought coming into this year that we had busted with Jamin Davis on that. I kind of look at this in the same way where the last two years we've gone out and free agency picked up a quarterback. Each of the two years they've gotten hurt. Taylor has come in. He's been consistent. The guys that are still been on the team have shown their feelings. They they're in their allegiance to Taylor. It's it, you you mentioned it a minute ago when you're talking about Taylor or talking about Carson and him not having the his elusive ability anymore. He's not being able to really get out of there. And it's funny because when Carson scram when Taylor scrambles, it's like oh uh oh what's about to happen? What is he gonna do? When Carson scrambles, it's like. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. And I feel like that's what they're thinking. You know, I feel like Taylor's like, okay, here we go. I'm about to make this play. I'm about to do this. And Carson's like, oh my God. Okay. 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 Just don't just get it to get it to him. And it, and, it, and I don't, maybe that's the play calling. Maybe that's just the confidence has been forever rattled from, you know, the things that's happened in his career, but it's just something that's just is not right up there. It was talked about shout out to our guy, Nick, he talked about coming into this year, but I think when you're talking about going forward, at, look at this particular point. I just, I, I'm just done out here searching for quarterbacks, trying to find a, a fix to the issue. 
we have a solid D-line, which we've talked about in the last three years as being one of the – that's that's the heart. Let's Okay, let's build around that. We've started to get depth. Let's get Chase healthy. Boom, boom. Let's go to the defense. Let's build the team. Just like you said, Ron said, let's get here and say this is our guy. We've tried twice to get, a, get another guy. It has not worked out. We're going to stick with him. I mean, have, even have a QB conversation with him and uh, Hal, see what goes on with that. But we're going to go with him, but we're going to build. Put money. That's why shout out to Nathan on his mock draft. He had us picking up Paris Johnson um, from uh, Ohio State, the lineman. I think, he's a, okay. I, think he's, I think he might be a tackle. Um, he had us picking him up in the draft uh, at 18. So let, let's solidify that line solidify that depth on defense. Maybe like you talk, get a big name quarter, maybe a, um, a solid linebacker later down in the draft. I've seen a number of guys that we've looked at. Uh, the guy from Montana state, Trey Anderson, where he was with Atlanta. I saw him when we played. Um, I saw a guy just a week ago. Some of the guys that we looked at in the draft from a year ago, let's pick up depth. Let's pick up defense. Let's pick up pieces and let them all build just gel in with Taylor and let's run with it for next year. I don't think Taylor is going to be able to, and even still, it's still going to be the team that's going to succeed around Taylor. He's going to be the energy in that. I don't know if Taylor can be it going forward next four or five years. And to be quite honest with you, the last two years, he's technically come off the bench. He's, you know, he he was the backup when Fitz got hurt and he was the backup when Wentz got hurt. So I don't know if he can be the guy coming in as your number one. Maybe maybe his whole whole uh, excitement about him is coming in off the bench. So, I mean, that's where it's kind of so going long term, long term as in a year. Yes, next year, but just to build up the team. But long term as in like three, four years down the line. We got to look for somewhere. But at that point, I also want to know what we have in Howell. So next year is really us finding out that. And 2024 is where, you know, I'm potentially a Caleb Williams or somebody that we could pick up in the draft. Right, right. You know? I just – I don't know how many more games I can take where our quarterback throws for 150, 175 yards yeah. tops. You know, let, yeah. let's think about it from like – let's go back to the beginning of the season. Like we, way too many sacks by Carson Wentz, but – a 75-yard bomb to De'Ami yeah. Brown. True. He, he out threw the defense. Yeah. A bomb to Terry McLaurin against Jacksonville. A beautiful strike there. The touchdown yeah. pass to Jahan Dotson. Like, I just feel like that's that 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 has to be a part of your repertoire in, in, a, in an offense. And Heineke just doesn't have that. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if, you know, we talk about what he misses out there. I don't know if he can ever get to that accuracy standpoint right. to still hit the mid-range stuff enough, you know, because he's not going to have the deep ball. You know, so yeah. it's like, so I don't know, like to the point where, like, if it's going to be Heineke next year for 17 games, give me another free agent who can do this. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and see, again, but there's so much that we need that that has to assist because you're absolutely right that, those bowls early in the year, even in the, the second half of that giant of the uh, Lions game, they were beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he was dropping some dimes and some 30, 40 yarders to Samuel, to, to Jahan Dotson, McLaurin, and that looked great. The problem is that first half, he couldn't get the daggone pass off because he was on his yes. back 
the whole yes. daggone time. So, and and it's it, like we said, his mobility isn't what it used to be, or at least he's not able to get out of there quick enough. I I'm with I love that deep ball. I I, I love going deep, all that stuff. But it, it's just I just don't know if it's going to be able to work with this team. And then if we yes. do end up getting rid of him and then we can recoup that 28 mil, where can we put that? The, you know, that's kind of where I'm thinking, where it's like, because we still have Heineke for cheap. So let's put this money in, uh, you know, a couple other places, build up, give it to a point where it's like, all right, Heineke, this is what you wanted. It's yours. Let's see what you can do. Go forward. But still, we're building. We're building. We're getting guys. We paid De'Ron Payne. We paid Jonathan Allen. We're going to have to pay uh, Chase in a while. And this injury issue might might help us a little bit in that. You know what I mean? So let's start to get some guys under contract, get some guys in, and let's rock Let's rock and roll with Heineken. I don't want to keep him as far as he's not my guy. Like, yes, I wanted to draft him. out. No. You know, I would love to see Sam right. Howell, but. I want to build up the team. If this is a way to do it, let's go. Let's do that. Right, right. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you bring up a great point. Not having that, that, and I think his contract, you know, Carson's contract would even go up to thirty-five million next year, Ooh. which is, you know, just too much. And we we got to use him on on others. It's the we've had two free agents that we brought in, and you and you're correct when when he's played better. He's also been in this offense for four years, and we've had guys come in off the street, but who have both struggled to kind of pick it up. They said that about Carson Wentz. The difference, the reason why Carson Wentz is not coming back in is because he didn't pick up the offense yeah. all that well to the point where he didn't lose his job because of injury. He lost his job because of injury and ineffective play yeah. out there. You know, And so I think that is important. Like And just like you said, this team is built to where they need somebody who can scramble. The NFL is built these days to where you need to be able to buy, not just buy time with your legs, you need to be able to make plays. I actually thought Daniel Jones was semi-impressive. Now, he's always impressive against us. But out there, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> he. I think he looked better than Heineke out there, the way he was playing. He's faster yeah. as a runner. And I thought his throws, like, I, I didn't go, <gasps> every time he threw the ball, you know, right, and, and the right. defender were nearby. He's got some more zip on it. So it's like, I mean, that's kind of the NFL prototype anyway. So I just – I just, man, I just, I don't want 150 yards, 175 yards a game as a, as a tops. It just, I'm sick of this offense throwing the ball 15 it. yards downfield. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It ain't pretty, but it ain't pretty. Some, some, sometimes it works. Sometimes it uh, works. <laughs> it, it is. I know, but it's sometimes. so boring. But I will say this: I get hyped right before every single game. I'm like, let's Absolutely. go, Absolutely. let's go, TA. Absolutely. Go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. You might as well just give me a shot because this guy just jacks me up. Even he times does. where I'm like, man, I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna and I just see him get. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, let's go. All right, I'm ready. All right, I'll be in the game. <laughs> and then by the third quarter, I'm texting you, going, man, I'm so sick of this guy. You right. can't throw the ball down the field. <laughs> Because then he gets that look on his face and he throws it. He's like, and while yeah. I'm like, no, that's your fault. Get it out is. of here. Make that throw. You know, come it. on. You're yeah. a professional. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Yo, that 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 is that is our talk. Let us know your thoughts. Who do you think should be QB in Washington? Heineke or Carson Wentz? Oh, we got Nicole in here. Good to have players to create that create momentum. Oh yeah, 
You're absolutely right. Yeah. And he does that. Um, so, hey, we appreciate you guys sitting in and, and, and being with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is a bye week for Washington. So we will be back same time next week. And we're going to preview the Giants again. <laughs> might, <laughs> might just play a Corey Stevens clip and let y'all watch it because it's pretty much the same. Pretty much yes. uh, the same. But uh, Wentz is now. Wentz was in. Now it's Wentz. <laughs> Oh, Nicole, Wentz was in. Now it is Wentz. Yeah, he he went. He's gone. He's not yes. there. Look, though, <laughs> we yo, yeah, we appreciate you being here. Definitely tune in to the uh, games next week. Tune into that Giant Philly game because that game, the Giants, root for the Eagles, man. Oh, definitely. Because if the Giants lose, they're they're right there with us at seven, five, and one. Nothing changes, unfortunately, because we tied. Uh, unless Seattle loses, but that next game is is for all the marbles as far as us and them. They got a, a tough schedule coming on after that, so I don't think they're going to fare that well. But if yeah. we get this that W against them, we can definitely permanently move out of hopefully permanently move out of that uh, the basement where we have resided this entire yes. season. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to let you guys go. We're going to let you guys get some rest. Appreciate you being with us. This is Washington Football Weekly. I'm your boy, Sean Spencer. That's my guy over there, Mr. Will Kramer. We will be with you next time. Hey, hey, as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always. Yeah, buddy. We'll see you next time. Peace, guys. (laughs) 